Welcome to the next episode of Cozy On Up and NC Cardinal. Each episode is a journey through a cozy mystery theme or author that's available in the NC Cardinal library system. If you've got a cozy mystery topic or question you'd like me to look into in a future episode, just post it in the comments on our social media or in the Q&A here on the Anchor FM Spotify episode. In honor of the Christmas holiday season, it is December 1st today, which some of you may have started even a month ago, you know, gotta get going on all that decorating. I'm reviewing cozy mysteries that I personally um, was interested in and had kept wanting to read but hadn't had a chance, but they had to be set during or immediately after Christmas. So we have four items that I've selected for today. Uh, the titles will be posted in the episode description so you can find them again. We have three that are the small uh, mass market paperback size. It's Holiday Buzz by Cleo Coyle. Um, this is also available in large print. It came out in 2012 and is a part of the Coffee House Mystery Series. Deck the Hallways by Kate Carlisle. It came out in 2016 and is a part of the Fixer Upper Mystery Series. It's also available in large print in NC Cardinal. And Murder in the First Edition by Lauren Elliott came out in 2019 and is a Beyond the Page Bookstore Mystery Series. It's also available in large print in NC Cardinal. The last one was a larger, but still a paperback. It's Bookmarked for Murder by V.M. Burns. It also was published in 2019 and is a part of the Mystery Bookshop Mystery Series. It didn't have a large print available in the system. One of the unique things I love about this episode selections is all these series are still being actively added to. So if you like one of these, when you go give it a try, you can continue reading it, uh, hopefully for at least another few years if they keep writing. Um, Cleo Coyle's been writing for many years already and is still adding to her series. We will have a poll and Q&A also posted with the episode, so check that out. Would love to hear from you. As mentioned in our October podcast episode on cozies, Halloween and Christmas are the two most popular holidays that a cozy mystery series will eventually include in its set. With Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, St. Patrick's Day, and Valentine's Day sometimes appearing in a few series, and some series seem to focus only on holidays. There are over 50 Christmas season-based cozy mysteries in NC Cardinal. Much less ones that were set just, you know, kind of during winter or, you know, snow was on the ground. So they don't mention Christmas, but you assume they're set sometime, you know, maybe November or January or February or March. But 16 of the Christmas titles of those 50 also had large print options, which is really important to several of our patrons who'd love to read but need the large print. Um, I'll have those 16 titles uh, posted in the episode description so you can go find them yourself if you'd like to have a chance to read them. Uh, a couple of them, uh, at least three of them, are Joanne uh, Fluke's series are in large print and set during Christmas. So lots of, of course, culinary ones, but some other really fun ones like Ornaments of Death by Jane K. Cleland is also in large print. So let's get started and see what we thought of the four books I read today. Holiday Buzz by Cleo Coyle is book number 12 in a coffee house mystery series, which is now up to 19 books. Book number 19 will be coming out in January 25th, 2022. Book number 18 just came out December 3rd, 2019. Number eight 
is The Holiday Grind and is also a Christmas-themed book. Number 17 won the Mystery Pick of the Month Award by the Library Journal and the Best of Year shortlist from Fresh Fiction Award finalists. So while she and her husband, who collaborates with her on these, may publish only like one or two books a year, she's clearly doing a good job at the pace she's setting because I really enjoyed this book. I'll have links to her personal website, which includes a very helpful book list that she's provided. Nice little PDF file, great for printing, easy to print, that has links in it for free recipes, the rankings and, and awards that each title has won, and it puts everything in order with the picture of the, of the book cover, so it kind of helps you keep up with what you've read and trying to remember which one it was. So I'll have links to all her websites uh, in the episode description. So our main character in this book series is Claire Cosey, uh, the Village Blend Coffee House Manager. She has an ex-husband who has remarried, a grown daughter, a wealthy but smart and supportive and helpful uh, to Claire, um, ex-mother-in-law. She's not your stereotypical snob character that does nothing but irritate like you normally see in a cozy mystery. Um, she's actually very smart and very helpful and caring. She owns the coffee shop, so kind of a lot of interconnections here. Um, Claire has a boyfriend who's in law enforcement, and she has two female detective friends. So kind of unlike what you, you'd expect with this combination of exes and you know, new relationships and who owns what. Um, it's actually a really amazing group that gets along, supports each other. It shows the real life, you know, what happens. Uh, you know, sometimes people grow apart or are not a good match. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have kind of like the drama llama farmyard of stereotypes thrown in. It actually seems to feel very much like a welcoming real world setting. Um, even her two female detective friends get along with her. Um, which is kind of unlike other cozies where they tend to, you know, fall into the stereotype, at least for the first couple books, maybe kind of grow on the detective or the police officer, but they are not at odds or, or irritating each other in, in this series. They, they help and appreciate uh, Claire's insights and things that she finds or thinks of and her analysis. So it's really nice to see kind of upending all the stereotypes in this series. The readability, it had a very fascinating um, opening to the book. It provided not only a flashback preview of the crime actually happening, something that few cozies do, but it also kind of opened with the first paragraph highlighting how the next few days we're going to go for Claire. Um, kind of, it's kind of, you get the sense of like it was opening like a, a daily diary uh, moment. The following chapters provided flashbacks as she described the party and the incidents to the police. So you didn't have to like read through a huge detailed setting of the party and then gradually have it picked apart later. Instead, it was a very quick intro to what's happening, what she's doing, we're at the party, a crime happens. And then actually all the details and things she observed get brought in later, which kind of helps them move along faster. Um, fun features, there's over 20 pages of recipes at the end of the book. Kind of the book crime, plausibility, and guessability. So very plausible. It didn't seem like, you know, very random or off the wall. You jump from one possible suspect to another, and actually each one of them fits very well. You're actually sitting there going, yeah, I think, I think this is the person. Yes, that does seem like a very logical conclusion. Um, kind of rather than a deliberate 
deliberately planted red herring issue where like, oh no, you know that's not them because they're just so over the top obvious. Um, that can be fun, you know, when it's written right, but this was, it's very interesting how it just very plausible suspects one to after the other. Um, the ending was very beautifully done where they puzzled it all out. They saved each other like good old cozy mystery friends do and even figured out the why of the matter, even though the victim was already, you know, murdered and dead. Um, you know, had no idea why it happened, but they figure it out and it was, it was wonderfully done. Um, my personal opinion about whether I'd read more in the series, well, I've obviously given that away already. Yes, I would, uh, read more of this, even though I was jumping clearly well into a long-standing series. The first book was written 18 years ago, and it's, that volume one is already in its 20th printing, so it worked very well getting to jump in. Um, I want to read more, whether I go forwards in the series or backwards and pick up at the start. Uh, loved that one. So let's move on to Deck the Hallways by Kate Carlisle. This came out in 2016 and is book number four in the Fixer Upper Mystery series, which is now up to nine books. Book number nine will be coming out in a few days on December 7th, 2021. December, uh, book number eight came out last year on December 1st, 2020. So happy one year anniversary to that. I'll post the links to her books in the episode description. Of course, this may seem familiar to some of you cozy fanatics because this is a series that was adapted into the Fixer Upper Mysteries series on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. This episode uh, that correlates to this book was called Deadly Deed. It was the third one in that series and it premiered on Hallmark in 2018. I'll have a link for that in the episode description. The main character is Shannon Hammer, a home renovation and repair contractor that took over the construction and contracting business that her father ran. And she is set in a seaside town in Northern California. Interestingly, if you've watched the Hallmark series, the character McIntyre Sullivan doesn't appear in the book version of this um, story until page 211. So that's a big difference from where Hallmark had to adapt it to, of course, keep both of the leads for the series equally present in the episodes. However, the former Navy SEAL and hot man, Hallmark, <laughs> the Hallmark actor is not. Uh, he is a good match, though, for Jewel, who acted out as the Shannon Hammer uh, character for Hallmark. So they did a good pairing for Hallmark, but it doesn't seem, especially um, the male love interest doesn't seem to quite match the description from the book to the series but I think it works well each one if you stick to the fiction you can get into that or if you watch the series you can find that believable the book readability it was very fun to read it kind of had a countdown race to get a house revamped for before Christmas so you had this kind of tension of oh, we only got a few days five days four days left to get this finished um, there's a surprising twist and turn at the end as the two major red herrings quickly fizzle out, because you kind of are stuck with them for most of the book, and then the true culprit is revealed. But also, it is a beautiful story of teenage pregnancy, adoption, and the first snow in Northern California in 80 years. So you kind of get this heartfelt and, and you know inspirational moment, besides the crime getting solved. The plausibility and guessability. 
It was very plausible, as the author does a great job at sucking you in with the characters and showing the plethora of possible suspects, <laughs> everybody who hates him, uh, before the murder actually happens on page 128, which is almost halfway through the book. So unlike some cozies where, you know, the formula is you get it done in the first three chapters, you know, introduction to the characters, the main event where the crime's happening, the actual crime happening, then, you know, all the interviews, and then you start gathering clues. Actually, you're getting a lot more lead up, but it is not boring to read. So it's a nice turn from that murder murder formula, you know, in the first few, three or four chapters, because you spend actually so much time learning about all the people, this town, you know, the different possibilities that pop into your mind and like, oh, that person really didn't like him. Oh man, they had a really good, you know, reason why they didn't like him. Instead, it's a different setup for the crime so that you actually know already everyone who wanted them did instead of the main character gradually learning possible suspects. You already have your stable of suspects and then the crime happens and then you have to start eliminating. So I liked the way that went. Overall opinion about the series, I would love to read more of them as much as I love the Hallmark movies of this adaptations. Um, both are different. So the book brought more charm, making it very much a worthwhile read. It's not like you sat there going, oh yeah, I know what's coming next. I've already watched the movie. I know what's coming next. They were different enough that you actually, I enjoyed, I've enjoyed watching the Hallmark series and reading the book. So I'd love to read more. Always worry about the adaptations. Like, is it going to be the exact same or different enough to be interesting? And this one was. So halfway through, we got two more books to look at. Next one is the last mass market paperback uh, that I read. It's Lauren Elliott's Murder in the First Edition, uh, published in 2019. It's book number three in the Beyond the Page bookstore mystery series. It's now up to eight books already. Book number eight is coming out in April 2022. Book number seven just came out a couple months ago in October 2021. I'll have the links to her websites and series in the episode description. Our main character is Addie Grayborn, who loves working with rare books at Boston Public Library. She even gets to play detective tracking down clues about mysterious old volumes. But she didn't expect her sleuthing skills to come in so handy in a little seaside town when she moved out of Boston. Addie left some painful memories behind in the big city, including the unsolved murder of her fiancé and her father's fatal car accident. After an unexpected inheritance from a great aunt, she's moved to a small New England town that was founded by her ancestors back in colonial times. And she's now living in this spacious Greyborn Manor on a hilltop overlooking the harbor. Best of all, her aunt left her countless first editions and other treasures, providing an inventory so that she could start her own store in the town. Book Readability. Don't know if it was me the moment or whatever, but I really couldn't get into this. The cover was beautiful. I was excited to read it. I had kept seeing Lauren Elliott's books pop up on search lists. I kept, uh, they were on my wish list. Uh, it ticked two of my kind of like just personal interest. The librarian is the character, you know, started out as a librarian, is also a bookstore owner, reading, you know, working through old books. So I was like, oh yeah, gonna jump into this. However, it's either because I was jumping into the middle of the series and Elliot might be one of those authors where you have to start from the first book so you can really get hooked. Otherwise, the characters, you know, don't mean as much to you. 
or it's because it had too much drama given my, you know, current reading interests and I couldn't get into it. Um, despite reading for over 20 pages, which is the first two chapters. Just really couldn't get into it. Kept reading thinking I'd get hooked at some point. So for the plausibility and guessability, um, it's kind of hard to say. I had to skip to get to the end. Um, the description seemed plausible though. It's just that it took pages of the main characters kind of providing this verbal exposition so that you as the reader could just see what's happening and why it happened. You know, oh yeah, well this happened because so-and-so did this and that, where you couldn't kind of gather that and figure it out yourself. Um, it kind of had to be explained. Basically all of chapter 32, nearly 10 pages, is just the main characters talking amongst themselves as they explain to each other, oh, this is why this happened and this fit and this episode actually connects. And this is, a, that was a little, you know, hint here. And that was a little clue there. It, it kind of like just, you had to wait apparently all the way to the end to figure it out. Um, overall about whether I would read more of this series. Um, no, at the moment, I don't really feel like I want to. Um, but however, if I decide to return to this series, I've made my notes where I'm going to instead jump in with the first book and see if that just sets a better foundation and grabs my interest better. Um, sometimes just authors approach series different ways, so I might have just jumped into one that you shouldn't jump into the middle of. Uh, I'm sure she writes very well because a lot of people do like it. I just can't get into it this moment, so nothing against the book. Give it a try and let me know what you think. So for VM Burns, uh, she, her book, Bookmarked for Murder, also came out in 2019. This was a larger size paperback. Uh, book number five from the Mystery Bookshop Mystery Series, which is now up to seven books. So two more published uh, since the one I read. Number seven uh, is, has been released uh, just yesterday, November 30th, 2021. Uh, got the links in the episode description to all of her books and her series, so you can jump in. The main character is Samantha Marie Washington, a widowed owner of Market Street Mysteries Bookstore on the shores of Lake Michigan. So a little chilly. She spent two decades as a high school English teacher before her husband Leon died, and she sold their house and bought the place that they had always planned someday to turn into a bookstore. She has some amazing senior retirement community friends. I mean, I just loved that group. Uh, the book readability, I love this. I kept seeing VM Burns books pop up when I have been searching for cozies for, and they've been on my wish list. I'd always wanted to try one and I am so glad that I did. Um, of course, since this book was about books, it had been on my list of things to read, but I also like how the main character is writing mysteries of her own. So you kind of get this viewpoint when you're reading along with the main character, not only as she sees things and pieces together clues, but also there's chapters interspersed where it's set in a different font, italicized, where it's her writing a mystery. So both you get to see the kind of the real life mystery getting solved, but also her own fictional world mystery. So you kind of get two books for the price of one, uh, the effort of reading one, uh, or the Books that uh, Samantha Marie Washington is writing inside of this uh, series is kind of set in the early 20th century, kind of a historical mystery. And I love the story within the story uh, effect. I thought for a second it might be bad when I ran across it the first time, but I loved it reading all the way through. Got to see both mysteries get solved. Kind of the cozy universe tie-in. On page 10, I love how um, VM Burns referenced Ellery Adams, The Secret, The Book, 
in Scone Society. Page 32, she mentioned, she referenced the murder she wrote, uh, Cozy Mystery Series. And page 121, she referenced Alexia Gordon's Gethsemane Brown Mystery Series. So you kind of get to see other books that might be on your wish lists or authors you've read get referenced. So you're like, oh yes, I know all about them. The book crime plausibility and guessability. Not very guessable. The usual one to two red herrings that you quickly label as like, oh yeah, that's an obvious red herring the author's, you know, tossing in there. But they're still enjoyable to read about. It wasn't like they were irritating to have them thrown in. The story moved along well. The narrative of kind of daily living and interactions amongst the characters was good. It wasn't like that was felt like fluff, filler, or, you know, oh, please get past that. I want to get back to the mystery. It actually all worked together well. The reveal that happens in the last few pages has some rather surprising connections and reveals. You're, you're sitting there going, yeah, that makes sense. But man, I had no idea. Like my brain had not thought of those connections and possibilities yet. It ends well. Um, it's really fun to read. I can see why that this author, VM Burns, is an Agatha Award finalist. Uh, she did a great job. My overall opinion about whether I'd read more? Yes, I would love to read more in this series. So hopefully one of these you haven't tried and you'll go give it a shot. And there's lots more, obviously, with 50 in the system. Easy to pick from. Uh, you've got lots of Christmas options for your cozy. Uh, let us know if you got any thoughts or authors or series or books you'd like us to try out and see connections and options in NC Cardinal. Just post it in the episode Q&A or on our social media. And we'll be expanding this in the spring. Uh, I'm going to go full tilt once a month episode on Cozy Mysteries. So look forward to seeing from you and hearing from you then. Bye and happy holidays.